Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm not so swift Sam, who's going to try really hard not to do any voices today because he's kind of losing his voice today. Yeah, let's just stick with a normal voice, and that way your vocal cords are happy and I'm happy. Should I be Sam today? (laughs) Perfect. All right, playing the part of not so swift Sam, we have. I'm not so swift Sam. The Sammy, the one and only Sam. Yeah, what do I know? What do I know? (sighs) There we go. We've found the common ground. Anyway, <laughs> How scary. Are you, that I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Doing good. I'm what, great. What's scary? It's a little scary in Taylor Land right now. Oh no! What? Her stalker got arrested in front of her building in New York City for the second time in three days. Why aren't Why aren't they putting me in jail and like getting them out of here for good? I'm. Not sure how the legality of that works, but I think if you're just stalking, I'm not sure they can put you in jail forever. Can't they just send one of the uh, Kelsey brothers or the twins over there to do like a tag team operation? (laughs) Did you see the um, Jason Kelsey celebrating Travis's touchdown? I did. Did you see this? Probably not. Uh, He has his shirt off in the booth and he's... Oh, he jumped out of the box, got down with the people. Was that somebody handed him a beer? He chugged it, jumped back into the box, and then um, he saw these two girls trying to get Taylor's attention. And one had a ta- like I heart Taylor Swift sign, so he jumps back out of the box, grabs the girl, and goes, "Let's show this to Taylor. Come with me. Let's show it to Taylor." And he lifts her up, and like the girl waves like at Taylor and starts crying, and Taylor's waving, and like it was really cute. He's such a girl dad. And he turned her around, took pictures, handed her back off. She's all of like eight years old. There you go. Freeze yourself to death at a Buffalo game. Your team loses, but you got introduced to Taylor Swift by Jason Kelsey. So a win's a win. I did see a a meme about that. And it was like, if you have a problem with Taylor celebrating at games or being on camera, but you don't have a problem with this, then you have a different. Yeah. Then we know who the problem is. And it's like, okay, sure, sure. But like that goonery has existed at every game for the past like 60 years or more. There's always a diehard fan. It was so funny because you can see Taylor in the back kind of shocked covering her mouth as he jumps out of the box. And um, somebody was like, I mean, Taylor looks horrified by that. I was like, I think Taylor looks a little jealous. She's like, I would have gotten in so much trouble with my security if I just like hopped out to hang out with the people. <laughs> Last week, she almost fell out of the box trying to like high five people. And mm-hmm. she was like, stay put. So it all ties back. So maybe the stalker here, maybe they're just doing selective walking. Maybe they're just celebrating Taylor. But because if it was anybody else, they wouldn't get arrested. No, I, this is this is actually a stalker. So He thinks that he and Taylor are in love. So twice in three days he's been twice at her home? Twice in three days he's showed up at her home. He's on the That's sidewalk, terrifying. on the steps, on the... Yeah. Breaking through the back door. Like, I mean, they got pictures of him finally. The paparazzi was like, who is this person? So there's pictures of his face now. Mm-hmm. So... Good luck now. The Swifties know who you are. Hey, you Swifties are everywhere. Travis uh, gets his touchdown, turns to the box, blows a kiss, and then makes the heart hands. And every single Swiftie lost their mind. I heard uh, there's someone did a video of everyone in the parking garage, those like circular parking garages that spiral down. Mm-hmm. And were they singing You Belong to Me? Or it's like just like all these. Oh, I didn't see that one. They're all like. It's are you sure echo- this is from the game? It's from the game, and it's like an echo chamber of all of them singing a Are like, you, first two album Taylor song. I've seen those post-concert, but I didn't see any of that from the game. So 
it's everyone in Kansas Red. If it's an like, then it definitely if it's wasn't a, if this it's a week's dub game. track. I mean, I I'm not a super fan where I know everyone's parking garage situation when it comes to each team. Yeah, well, I mean, they were in Buffalo, so I don't think that would have been. Buffalo Buffalo was throwing snowballs at the Taylor and the Chiefs. And they screamed bills by a million a billion. Taylor just blew a kiss. But yeah, no, they uh, I can't see that happening. And how much did the Bills win by? The Bills lost. Oh right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Just like yeah. the Green Bay Packers. So quick football, not Taylor kind of related. But remember Simone Biles' husband, who we talk about from time to time? Yes. He played the 49ers. And he was running his mouth during the game. And this big linebacker, offensive lineman from uh, the 49ers just looks at him and just like lightly like, taps him. And the guy folds like a cheap suit, like falls on the ground. Like he's playing European football. Yeah. And we were all la- I was laughing with uh, friends of mine and I was like, yeah. Oh, that's what you think you're a catch. <laughs> and how much did he win by? Oh, no. Lost by three. Just oh. like the Bills. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Lots of losing by threes. <laughs> yeah and I was like oh I should get my act together and make a social media about that and I was like no maybe I all I, all I can come up with is a dumb joke about uh, hey for Buffalo Bills who's the only other uh, musical adjacent celebrity they're used to it's Haley Steinfeld Doug Flutie huh <laughs> bum no none of that but okay all right anyway so that's what's happening in Taylor land they're going to the NFC Championship. Hopefully, she'll show up in Baltimore to play the Ravens. Does she cancel Japan? No. You can't cancel Japan. There's no way. There's no way to cancel Japan. No. Okay. Okay. No. There would have to be another uh, like tsunami kind of earthquake yeah, it'd scenario. Have to be a, like she was, if she physically could not perform because something was very wrong... Then sure, but they did the math, and if she gets on a plane, thirty sec, like thirty minutes after her set ends, she could make it for the Super Bowl. Does does she instead move the Super Bowl to Japan? Yeah, no, no. Okay, she could start her concert early and not have an opener. Yeah, she. I mean, there's ways that she could foreseeably get back, but. And then she has to scoop back to that end of the world. <laughs> to have that type of money. I'm not sure how that works. To have that Who type knows? of money where you could be like, I am flying. I have 30 minutes to get, like, I have a 30 minute time window to get back to America to see this game, get to the game, watch the game. I have so many clutch bags I got to buy. I have all these things I got to do. All the problems in the world are gone except for the stalkers and the psychopaths and the brads and the chads and the fandoms yeah she didn't tandems she get to meet her future sister-in-law kylie kelsey so she hasn't met the sister yet i mean we don't know but she we finally saw them together wouldn't it be cool if her name was kelsey kelsey kind of like taylor and taylor yeah you know we'll find out more about this uh tomorrow or today when you guys are listening the does, new heights podcast will be out so i'm sure they'll have talked about it too does he propose to her with the super bowl ring Ew, no Ew, no have you seen the super bowl ring i have seen the super bowl I ring it would cover most of her finger i think we, slip it on two fingers it would match yeah better the, di- she's got better there's better diamonds for her what do you what do you call it like when you're handheld microphone and it's like the box that you have that's like the pommel like you have the the cover of the microphone in your hand and there's usually like the the brick right here. Like you'll have like your MTV or ABC or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of ring would match what she would usually have, like the glitter ball. Yeah, I mean, she likes shiny things, but she'll marry him with paper rings. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are we listening to this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm folding that up real quick. Mm, we're going into our Evermore era. What's yes. that we're listening to? Remind us. We're listening to Ivy, track 10. Ivy. On that our... girl is poison. Ivy. No. We're gonna get an itch from this. We're gonna get a little bit of a no. It's up. not no. It, it's just Ivy. Just just Ivy. Just Ivy. All right, we're in a league. Your of puns our own over are a here. little invasive, invasive these mm, days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they grow on you. Mm, yeah, it's not. It's so much. taking root. You're gonna have a hard time getting rid of this. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're gonna hit pause. You hit pause. The reason we don't play the songs because we've gotten a lot of feedback on this over the last couple weeks. Is because we do not own the rights and we cannot afford to buy the rights from Taylor Allison Swift. And I don't want to get sued. So that's why we don't play the songs. So on that note, we're going to hit pause. You hit pause and we'll be right back. Well, Sam. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, God damn. See that coming. <sighs> oh, God damn. I didn't see through to your master plan, but I'm Sam the end. This is a. Uh, this should have been a vault track. Yeah. yeah no. That you were tapping your toe to it. Something that wasn't on the album. Really? Mm, it's it's. It feels like a a quiet Dixie Chick song. It does feel like a quiet Dixie Chick song. Yeah. It has that Shit. same plucking strumming pattern that mm-hmm. we've seen in these cottage core ones. Mm-hmm. It has that etherealness to it. Mm-hmm. It is very, it's falling in line with a lot of the songs that she's doing on these two albums, which is like, it's kind of episodic. Yes. It's um, written in, what am I looking for here? It is written based on things, not her life. True. Mm-hmm. However, it's not her life, but she's playing a role in these songs. So she's, and I think more light has been shed on this since the tour. And this was not part of the set list, but she said during it, like, you know, like most of us, she spent a lot of time watching TV and drinking wine Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And she used to pretend that she was this like Victorian woman wandering through the woods in her nightgown. And this song is believed, but not, been confirmed to be written about Emily Dickinson. Really? And because at this time Apple Plus had an Emily Dickinson show on, mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson was very in love with her sister-in-law allegedly. And um, she had finished one of her poems to the sister-in-law with Forevermore. This album came out on Emily Dickinson's birthday. This song feels very much like an Emily Dickinson poem put to music and I think when you pull back the lens a little bit and you look at it from that perspective the song becomes a lot more interesting and it becomes something where you're like okay when you really start to absorb what's going on there you see that this is a very cottage core illicit affair I love that we have two incredibly different perspectives on this and backgrounds to it because you come in with facts and figures Mm -hmm. and your own research and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hearing it for the first time like, (laughs) because I'm getting like, I'm getting that same vibe. Maybe the Outlander series. 
I never watched it. Really? Not my jam. Or the books? No. Uh, time traveling medic from like nineteen. Oh no, X's. no, I, I, I'm aware. I've, okay. I'm aware. Um, and graphic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the books definitely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. Um, TV show never really bothered. Wasn't my cuppa. No. The um, but the, yes, I can so see that. Hearing Emily Dickens, it's sparking some a different avenue of thought in my mm-hmm. brain because well, I see that. And this is a quill song. Quill. Remember, there's three types of song: yep. fountain pen, quill pen, glitter pen. Yeah, this makes sense as a quill pen. Mm-hmm. It feels. Mm, I don't know if you're gonna like this. Probably not, but you know that's part of the. I think what the fans are looking for. Shooting from the hip here. Oh. It feels like it is her attempt. If this is Emily Dickens, mm-hmm. and it is her montage to or uh, composite her ode to Emily. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missed. Oh, okay. Um, I I disagree. So but I sure. I do like this song. You said it was terrible. Yeah, I know. I was joking. Uh, sure. I do like it. I think like because I was getting that poetry vibe, and I dig it. I know. I really thought the poetry part of it would have got you. What's interesting to me is like I, I'm getting caught up in the affair. Mm-hmm. I it, it's yes. It is. How can something so wrong be so right? Mm-hmm. What will he do if he finds us? Mm-hmm. I'm not the woman who had a full life with somebody who now the rest of her life is going back and memorializing that person mm-hmm. in that life. I'm here grieving the living. This person does exist and he's not next to me right now. And I'm so full of woe and despair. I could jump off this cliff. The only reason I don't is because I hope to see his eyes, to see her eyes, the opal eyes. But so, I'm betrothed to another. This is a song that a lot of people who theorize that Taylor is a lesbian or bisexual kind of point back to. And you're like, but she, she's she been very clear that she wrote these albums really based on fiction. Things are going around. She just wanted to kind of play. And you think when you look at it, if I was Taylor Swift, which I'm not, if I was watching the Emily Dickinson TV show and kind of like watching that unfold and as somebody who is a songwriter and a poet poet and to see her be like, Oh, I wonder if this is how she's feeling, like putting it to words and it, the song, the way it's composed, the production of it, the music does kind of feel like you're floating through this dreamscape. And I believe, and I could be wrong that the song was used in the show. So while you're looking that up, I, hmm, hearing this for the first time, I did not put the long, the longing love uh, in, into the freezing cold hands of a woman. So maybe that's why I was like, men could have opal eyes. Men could have cold palms. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think, so for me, the thing that I'm kind of like, oof. It's interesting to feel like you are getting this exterior experience and this internal desire and emotion. And yet her, if she is the home, she's becoming covered in an ivy, which means that there's the outward presentation of this person is the one for me. I want this person. They're literally changing how the world sees me and not just how I see the world. It's like the presentation of this main character mm-hmm. can clearly be seen as lusting, loving, desiring this male, female, David Bowie, androgynous person, whoever we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because 
they are being covered in the ivy. It's taken root. It's in the foundation now, and you see all of it. Mm-hmm. It's not growing on the inside where the hearth is and where the fire is. It's all on the out. And it's invasive. It's You can't escape it. Like You can't do it. You can't get rid of it. It's there. And yet they blame that person. Yeah. Yeah. How could you make me feel? How could you? You did this. Well, and I think Emily did blame Sue quite a bit. Like, if you go back through it, you know, there's a lot of, like, you you loved me, but you married my brother. Yeah. But this is kind of from the Sue perspective, which I thought was interesting. And it did play over the credits of the show about this relationship. Which, you know, an interesting uh, just web she wove there. It's, you know, I think this is why I really enjoy these cottagecore albums because she's dropped so many Easter eggs and so many little invisible strings and you're trying to kind of untangle things. And on Folklore, the 10th track was Illicit Affairs. Mm -hmm. And on Evermore, our 10th track is Ivy. And both are very different versions of the affair. And we did Illicit Affairs forever ago, so just catching you up. But it's her like breaking out of this and realizing it was a bad idea. And then this one is forever being in love with the person you can't have. So, ooh, ooh, okay. I'm going to say where this could be the cottage core version of Illicit Affair. Well, Illicit Affair is a cottage core. It's a folk. So I'm going to up the stakes and okay. say this is the cottage core version of You Belong to Me. Okay, yeah. Because if you yeah, look at you can't it, have them. if you look at it, especially this, if we're looking at it like this is like an, this is a uh, 16, 1700s, 1800s fantasy scape. Yeah. What is the most important thing you can have that will, this is what's going to be your legacy, is your class. She wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. It's a class system in high school. This is the class system because if there was that, if the illicit affair becomes public knowledge, that house does crumble. You started a war. Mm-hmm. We are now trying to protect the image of what we have because if we lose this, then we start losing favor. Then we start losing land. Then we have to pay things up. Yeah. It's the prestige of being, you have to have a strong family and a strong presentation, a strong descendants. Mm-hmm. Women and women can't have babies together. Fun fact. They can adopt, definitely, but you can't make that baby. Mm-hmm. So if it's two people doing this, you've you've you're going for- against nature. Yes, and but you've but, but you've foregone the the legacy. You're mm-hmm. building your own story, and you should do that, and it's beautiful. But now that class is gone. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like well, and I say this to you all the time, but you can always kind of like take things from early Taylor and watch them kind of these themes grow throughout her albums, mm-hmm. which I think is another thing that's made this re-record process so fabulous for us. Mm-hmm. Because you are in the, I mean, we were deep in cottage court, and she's like, and you get fearless. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I can kind of see the connections here and I can get this from here and this, you've been starting this narrative or these plot lines here and okay. And you just, at one point, I think for Taylor, it must be so kind of heady to go back and be like, oh my gosh, can you believe I said that? I put that out into the universe. Now I have to do it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like, it's like making me do a TikTok. 
Yeah, we got, oh my gosh, we got so many to do today. We've been promising TikToks for months. We got to get it together. Um, But yeah, it's got to be like this, like going back through your childhood things. It's got to be so fun and so weird and so meta. I don't know. But it's really great to watch like the different songs kind of have bookends. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that Shake It Off will ever have a bookend. I think that is God, a standalone masterpiece. God. I think it's a standalone masterpiece and it'll be on top of that mountain forever. It's ascended above uh, the Last mountain. week. Are you ready for it? Yeah, last week you said right up there, maybe just a little better. But I, I think. Roll the tape. Intern. I, I think that. Intern, intern. I think that Shake It Off is just going to be high up above. Mount Olympus. High on the bottom of the list of great Taylor songs. If, huh? Sorry, what? if, uh, if Ready For It is the fire on the mountain, then Shake It Off is the universe that exists above and beyond the mountain. I think that it's all made of the same atoms and particles, but however. Like he was a killer for some of the song. <laughs> for a while, I thought she was saying Loki, and I was like, I don't get it. Loki though, Lo, not low key no. like Loki. Yeah, like the god of mischief and lies yeah. and I was stories. Like, well, yeah, I guess Loki was a killer. Hiddleston, Hiddleston, Hiddleston. <laughs> Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. See, I I dig this song. It's I get it. It this does feel like it should have been a vault song. I don't think so. And I kind of agree with you on because that. because this is very. In theme, you are not a cottage core guy here, Jason. These songs do not. I'm doing good. I'm on some new sh. I'm doing sh. Never knew. I took a sh at the bus stop. You didn't know that song is a quiet banger because there's how many sh can you fit into this song? You put in so many more than she did, but yes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was thrilled when she announced her breakup with Joe, got rid of Invisible String, which I like. And put the one in. Mm. So I got to scream it. You know, it would have been fun. She would have been the one. Mm. It's, I, I dig, I feel like a lot of the cottage court, it does have, there's like four aesthetics to it. I think it's very folksy, very, you have to be like in your cozy clothes with your fleece blanket and your wool socks and your Uggs. And a glass of very expensive wine. My sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Now I send their Yeah. Like it's very like millennial woman. It is. It's these cottage core albums are millennial pink in music. It is the millennial. I'm here for it. It's the millennial woman version of my side of the mountain. Or into the wild, and mm-hmm. it's that go a little feral, get away from everybody, get lost in nature. Well, and it's not written, it's not a tailor, like she's not writing about her life. She's not, we're not like, oh, girl, been there. It's like this love triangle in high school and this Emily Dickinson, you know, affair thing. It's just getting lost in other people's stories and kind of, it's like, quill pen reality tv you're just like okay like what's next and yeah i mean i guess i can kind of relate but it's not this is all fiction it's not written about so it, it's for the taylor swift diehard fan and everything you've gone from music that like cuts and speaks to you it's mm-hmm. going inside of you and you mm-hmm. feel it to now it's 
like this is the costume, the clothing piece I can put on and now imagine myself doing this. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it all came out during the pandemic where we were, I think, kind of starved for something interesting and new. And we weren't getting, you weren't getting new episodes of TV. You weren't mm -hmm. getting new music, really. You weren't, like, we were just kind of in this emotional drought. Mm -hmm. And then Taylor comes in and she's like, hey guys, tried something new. You'll, you'll hear it at midnight. And we're like, what? Come again? And then we like absorb it and we're, we go a little feral cause everyone's a little feral right now. And then in December she's like, Hey, so I wrote a lot. So here you go. Here's another one. Surprise. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, there's gotta be a third. And then this podcast is burnt, born. Yeah. And we're, so we're the third. Yeah. We're the third. We're Woodville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every time you like do some research on folklore and evermore there's always somebody who's like well you know maybe woodvale and there's always like the swifties who are like don't even start with that again we're not going down that road stop clowning <laughs> nope it's not gonna it's happen. not happening she's already said stop no trying to make woodvale a thing <laughs> on wednesdays so we were pink <laughs> yeah so you know we just i don't i think this song is great i think it's very spooky and kind of wandering through the woods in the nightgown feel. It's boopy. But I think it's also very like interesting because she's opening up Emily Dickinson to a whole new generation. Look, I, I'm in my, maybe this is my era of like embrace the magic. Maybe this is my era oh, of like, it's yeah, you're in love. Get a little spoopy. I'm in love. Yeah. I haven't even told my mom yet. You're Dad, in, I'm love in love with cottage core. I'm in love with a ah, There's nothing more cozy than a cottage. Leave mm -hmm. the windows open. Have the fire. You going. know, you're working during the days. Mm -hmm. Working singing the field, at night. Mm -hmm. Singing at night. Just, you know, embracing your inner songwriter, writing Listen, some songs. Listening to the rain. I mean, a book. one may say you're in love with Taylor. <sighs> one may say, and I think that person is you, and I will say you're wrong. Each and every week we roll <laughs> the Jillian Petruziello. Happy birthday, Jillian Petruziello. Uh, Jason, do you know where I went to celebrate Jill's birthday? No. Waterfront seats. <laughs> Waterfront seats. Mm -hmm. Marshfront. <laughs> Marshfront seats. Yeah. Indoor pools. Bratz Keller. Oh, boy. Friday night. Did you take a dinghy? <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly dried out when we went in. It was great. Mostly. Yeah, we had the snack. Disgusting. <laughs> It was fantastic. But when I saw on, uh, it was on Instagram or TikTok, the picture of the three old women singing the songs, I thought about you and your two chill girls. <laughs> and I was like, this is what these girls are going to be like when, you know. You saw it. He sent it to the group chat. It's um, me singing Taylor Swift, celebrating our 100th anniversary of debut. <laughs> the 100th anniversary? Yeah. It's all of us in a nursing home. I will be probably long dead by then. But I, but it was three women. I was like, oh my God, this is Kate and her two girl Jills and they're, they're singing. You know who's going to be preserved though? Pickles. <laughs> Pickled. Each and every week we roll the Jillian Petruziello, always in our farts die. And we are going to choose an album. Jesus. We're going to choose a song. I was waiting for you to catch up. We're going to choose a song. Uh, we're tearing through a lot of these, which is great. It's a good problem to have. And I'm enjoying this. Roll. All right. Picking an album. Ooh, Deuce. Fearless. I really like this album right now. Our song is the sound of screen doors nope. and a guy with a shotgun pickup truck. That's right. debut. 
How many songs on this album? Well, because it is a re-release, and we only listen to Taylor's version in this house. There are a solid twenty-six. Twenty-six. All right. Um, if I roll, if we if we get one that we've done, I'm gonna add the next roll to it. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Sounds good. Twenty-four. Oh boy. Well, it's a vault song. It's a vault so song. These historically go well for me. Mm. Um. That's when, featuring Keith Urban. Sorry, that's when. That's when. That's when. Is there an ellipses? Nope. It's just called "That's When." Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna like this song already. Nope. Featuring Keith. Yep. Not Carl. Nope. Keith Urban. Yep. Mm. Mr. Nicole Kidman. <sighs> if I could, she she get Carl Urban. Man, man, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Star anyway, Trek. so. I'm real excited to go into our first re-record. The first album to be re-recorded. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm With sure you. you are thrilled. <sighs> you guys, thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to send us a little, you know, a little blurb, a little message, a little comment. Let yes, us know why. I, I clearly read them. Let us know why uh, Kate's right and fantastic and how much you appreciate what she's doing and giving a voice to the... <laughs> I can't see the voiceless. You guys all have strong, very, very strong opinions. Uh, let us know why I'm wrong or why you really enjoy listening to the sound of my voice. You know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, subscribe. Thanks like, again promote. for listening, guys. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, follow, rate, review. Tell 10 of your friends. Help us get our streaming numbers up. We're at like 73,000. So if we could get to 100,000 sooner than later, we'd be super excited. Very true, very true, very true. Um, if you haven't already, go back through, re-listen to some of our old ones, catch up. Let us know if we should re-record some of our... I think we should when we get through. Yeah, we're going back. We're is starting that, at the beginning. If our podcast is going to become us listening to the podcast and then commenting on the podcast, that'll be an endeavor. So meta. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I'm not so swift, Sam. I'm Kate the Swifty, and we'll be back next week with That's When here on the Swift Talk. <laughs>